With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. It's me. It's Beth from Texas. Hello, hello, hello. And if you are, if you can hear my voice, then it must be Wednesday. And it must be about 7 o'clock in Texas. And this has to be the Chelsea in America podcast. So I hope everyone's fine. I hope they've gotten over their blues. Well, I, don't, I hate saying that. How about the grays? <laughs> yeah, I hope they got out over their grays for the weekend. Um, the chat, the transfer window is slammed shut, thank God. Um, though I'm sure we can talk about a couple of things. Um, and there's no game this week, but we thought we'd have a podcast because they, you know, we want we do sh- we should talk about a couple of things that are happening around Stamford Bridge um, this week. Uh, the game last week. And whatever everybody's going to be doing over the long uh, Labor Day week. But before we get into all of that, I would like to uh, talk about our sponsors. Once again, I'm going to talk about CFC UK USA. Why? Because it's awesome. It's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. Every real Chelsea supporter gets a fanzine. And you have the opportunity here in the United States to be able to have it delivered to your door. You don't have to go out on a cold, rainy um you know, late fall, winter, you know, morning when you're walking to the bridge and get a fancy two pounds or a pound at the bridge. You can order it directly from Dan and you can order it by going into your PayPal account and sending 36? 32. $32 to USA at com. And then it will do it. I've done it. I've done it. You can ask Dan. I've got my situation. Just make sure that you put your current address and your name there so Dan makes sure that it gets to you. Okay. But it is something that all Chelsea supporters do at the bridge. Everybody I know buys fancy. It's a great read. You should be doing it. Uh, we also want to thank um, One World Sports uh, for bringing us cricket, for bringing us Chelsea content on television. Yes. If you don't have One World Sports, contact your cable provider and ask them why. It is available on, in some networks, so do check. And again, it's One World Sport. Fabulous check. We also want to thank 8x8 Magazine, the most beautiful magazine, the most beautiful game. I know there's a new issue coming out. Um, I can't wait to see it. And it is not available online. They are completely and totally into this whole retro thing. A lot of your higher-end magazines are not going to be available online and this certainly is one. It's not your father's World War II. Great articles, great writing, and even with writers that you're probably familiar with, people from Stamford Bridge that you may read online. So, go out. If you're a Chelsea America member, you can contact them via the information that's in your member packet. We also want to thank the CSP. Chelsea Supporters Trust. Thank God for them. I found Dan Levine again today. I didn't realize Dan was no longer tweeting at his old address, so that was helpful. Um, but the CST does way more than that. Um, I know they're probably going to be announcing 
who is going to be the next uh, board members for this coming season, and that should come out soon. I'm anxious to see about that as well. Um, last but not least, we want to thank the CPO, um, the Chelsea Pitch Holder, the Pitch Owners. Big, important stuff going on with them as um, – and we'll talk about that later and their influence and why they are so important to us. Um, I think that's it for sponsors. Oh, the English Pork Pie Company. Holy crap. Even in Texas. It was only 93 today. It's turning into fall. And that means it is time for pies. Yep, nothing better than a pie in football or even just a pie on a, on a you know, cool, you know, uh, fall day or a cold winter's night. It's that perfect comfort food that makes you feel so good, and man, they are so delicious. Again, you have a coupon in your member packet, so go on over there to the English Pork Pie Company. I think that's it for sponsors. So with that, I'm going to send it up to um, Eddie, who is having better luck with his connection of late, and we are so glad. Hello, friends. This is uh, Eddie Bellamy here in Detroit, part of the Motor City Blues. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CIA underscore podcast. I run that uh, Twitter feed. And uh, you can also hit us up on Facebook at uh, Chelsea America Podcast, where uh, at least a couple times a week I will post random questions, sometimes witty banter, just to try to uh, get conversation from people. And uh, who knows, I might read your tweets or your uh, responses on a podcast one week. Yeah. You going to send it up? Yeah. Uh, next, I will send it out to the left coast down in uh, Phoenix. What's going on, Dan? Oh, not too much. I'm uh, recovering from a cold, so if I, uh, if I sound a little different, that's, that's probably why. So actually, for once, kind of looking forward to, uh, to an international break just to uh, kind of relax for the weekend and uh, see... Uh, See if it helps us come uh, September, I think, 12th, I think it is, against Everton. I actually said this on the Facebook or on Twitter after Saturday's match. I don't think I've ever looked more forward to an international break, you know, in my, what, four, five years of supporting Chelsea now. So, yeah, um, I I think the players uh, need, uh, need uh, a little bit of a break after the uh, start of the season that they've had. I think they need a rethink. Yeah, um, if there was a reset button to the start of the season, I will, I would have loved that, but unfortunately, we don't get a reset button, so we got to uh, take the record that we have and hope we can improve on it from, from here. So let's talk about, let's talk about the game um, last Saturday. Um, it wasn't brilliant. It wasn't perfect. Um, I think there were some positives out of, out of it. I mean, for pity's sakes, we did have um, one of our new signings score, and that's always good. And okay. Falcao got on the score sheet faster than a uh, certain number nine did after coming to Chelsea. I agree with you. know, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Really good point, Eddie. Um, and um, and did exactly what he's supposed to do, which is poach. So 
I don't know how you guys want to deal with Saturday. Um, I'll kick it off by saying I do not recall ever, 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 ever um, having six times where we were bouncing the ball around in the box and it didn't go in. You guys? Those, no. the ones that, the shots that got like blocked and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That was. <laughs> No, I agree with that. I mean, I tweeted out that although our performance was not the best in some aspects, we were also pretty unlucky on Saturday as well with those certain situations where you don't often see the ball just kind of loose within 12 yards and players getting shots off and every shot gets blocked or a shot gets cleared off the line. You know, I mean, that happens sometimes, but not... I haven't seen it happen that many times in, in one match, for sure. No, I mean, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, it was crazy. Would you guys, I mean, yeah. Eddie, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was crazy of how we were able to get the ball inside the box pretty frequently, but a lot of our shots was getting blocked, and we just wasn't, you know, getting a whole lot uh, inside the goal. It was, I was just, I was, I was dumbfounded. I was truly, truly dumbfounded. We, you know, it was almost as if, you know, some bad juju was going on. You know, because I don't think we played that badly. I don't. You guys want to argue with me? I don't think we play. I think we had the upper hand most of the time. I think we had the upper hand, but I think you made a good point. Um, I think it was two weeks ago when I think it was uh, heading into the West Brom match that they still looked a little slow, that they still looked like they are trying to get their legs under um, underneath them because of the late start to the preseason and also the amount of traveling that we did in the preseason as well. And I thought that we played better, uh, cer- certainly, than the Manchester City match. Um, but it was so frustrating to see that uh, a lot of our shots um, had got blocked. And I got to give it to Crystal Palace. They did a good job of defending and quote-unquote parking the bus um, against us. But they really didn't park the bus a whole lot. They they just play really sound defensive football, and they, they just happened to get one more goal than we did. I mean, I somewhat disagree with you, Beth, because I think there were some pretty poor aspects of the game. But <clears throat> I think... I mean, I, I think we did have some good moments, and I think part of it is just that if the result was different, I think everyone's perspective kind of would have been flipped on the view of the good and the bad. But I think there's just too many highs and too many lows throughout one match for us right now. There's no just consistent from minute one to minute 90 of our play or kind of what we see happening there's there's no consistency we have these great moments and then we have these moments where it's like are we watching the same team that won the league last year 
and I think there's just too many ups and downs, and that's what what can be so frustrating. I mean, it's perfectly explained in the two minutes of when Falcao scored the equalizer, and then they kick off the ball and pretty much go down to the other end and go up two to one. I mean, for us in the pub in Phoenix, we were all like, I mean, we went nuts when Falcao scored. And then all of a sudden, Crystal Palace goes, comes back and scores, and everybody just was standing there just like staring dumbfoundedly at the TV. And it's like, there's, that just kind of sums it up all right there. It's just there's, we can go from being great and looking like we're going to win a match to looking terrible and not even thinking we have a chance to win. There's too much, there's too much up and something? down. Yes. Can, can I say something? Um, you're talking about the second goal. Yeah? There's Palace's second goal, yes. Okay. I swear to God, if JT would have been where Gaza was, he'd have thrown his body at that ball. No, I, I, I can agree with that. And he didn't do anything. No, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the second goal on him. You know, I, I mean, would. solely. I mean, I would and I wouldn't. Okay, do I think that our midfield absolutely sucked, Ron Meggs? Yes. Okay, but I believe that if JT had been back there, that they wouldn't have scored. I, d- I do. I just do. No, if JT was there, the the I mean, he he just brings that element of of just leadership and being able to tell people where to be and that mentality of we are not going to let them score. You know, he he just has that, and it it kind of seeps through everybody on the team. And I think it would have been different if he were there for that, but I mean, he wasn't there. You know, and I mean. I'm not making an excuse, and I think that they're that I know our backline gets a lot of a lot of crap from people, and yes, they haven't been playing well, but I mean, a lot of that just comes back to the midfield. I mean, you think last year why we were playing so well was when Matic and Fabregas were just absolutely world class, and our back four basically didn't have to do anything all game, and with Matic and Fabregas not playing as well, and when one's kind of off, it kind of leads the other one to have an off game because they kind of complement each other there. That when they're both not playing well, it exposes our back four, and, and that's why we've been having some trouble. Yes, the back four does have problems to fix, but a lot of it comes back to the midfield. I'm, I remember saying it multiple times on Saturday, like just how the ball, Chris Bouse would get the ball in their half, and they could just one, two passes, and all of a sudden they're, at the other end in the 18-yard box, there was no midfield to be seen. And and that's been the major problem in my eyes, is that there's been no, there's been no, the midfield is kind of like the shield of the defense. And that midfield is just non-existent at the moment. And when you have no midfield, teams can just pass it all over you and expose those weaknesses that we do have in our back four. And last year, those weaknesses just weren't exposed as often because our midfield was able to prevent them, the ball, from getting to the back four. I don't think, I mean, everybody's talking about how slow we are and everything else like that, and they want to look at the back four. And I don't think it is. 
I think it's the midfield. And I agree with that. It's definitely the midfield. <laughs> Eddie? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely a, a midfield problem, you know. Uh, this, this is where we could have definitely used uh, a defensive-minded mid- midfielder like John W. Mikel and Frank Lampard because I don't think Joe Ward's goal would have would have even been scored, you know. And just like what you said as well, um, that if Terry was out there, he would have laid across for that um, for that uh, pass instead of let, instead of it going all all the way through. And I would just uh, I I I am befuddled and just. I, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted, you know, because, I mean, I, I, I can't count the number of times that um, I felt that, that, that I saw Fabregas lose the ball, hit it with him, kick it with, you know, kick the ball with his purse, um, be in the wrong place. I mean, I made a, I made a you know, a mention on Twitter you know, when we're great, we look like a well-oiled—we look like a Ferrari, a well-oiled machine. Unfortunately, lately, we've been looking like a herd of cats. Okay, and I mean seriously, we have. We've been—you know—people running around like not knowing where anybody else is. Balls flying to people that aren't even—I I don't even know where some of the balls are going. Brana is doesn't know what the hell he's running around, around like a chicken with his head cut off. Um. Fabregas can't put together a pass, can't send in a, you know, a, I mean, his touch is horrible. Maddich loses the ball more than he keeps it. Um, Hazard seems to have gone missing and doesn't have that desire that he had. Um, I was just, and, and William, I love him to bits, but he's got to, he's got to put a pass together. Does that make sense? No, I agree. I love his attitude. I love his passion and everything else like that. But he just cannot put a pass together. Or he, he gets in the box and he just loses he loses his confidence. No, I mean, I agree with that. But when it comes to Hazard, I mean, he I'll admit he hasn't been, you know, the player that we expect him to be, but he also hasn't been getting the service that he usually needs because players like Matic and Fabregas are losing the ball or are giving it away or aren't able to win a tackle back and be able to just link it up to him quickly and have him push forward on a counter. I mean, we haven't, you know, he hasn't been able to even get the ball as much as he usually has. And because nobody can pass it. Nobody's been able to get it to him, you know, which is another problem. And I tweeted out, I think, Sunday that it's just a lot of little problems that are just adding up to one big problem. It's not like there's just one major dark cloud over the club that's the problem. There's just all these little tiny things that are just adding up to to this kind of collective problem of us not being able to, you know, be at our best. And... I mean, I think Jose said it really, I think he was very astute. 
You know, you can't have a team where seven guys are playing well and five aren't. Yeah. Or 11 aren't. You know what I mean? Yep. You can't. And he's absolutely right. You know, you cannot have a team like that. That will not work. So if, you know, Maddox isn't playing well and Sess isn't playing well and Gazin seems to be a little lost and Branna's not playing well, I mean, I don't know who he's, I mean, those would be the four that I would pick right now. And you don't have anybody on, in my opinion, that can do the job that JT does as the captain. You know, it's not going to bode really well. And, you know, another comment that somebody's made or somebody asked on Twitter that I saw, you know, and I know it's been mentioned on a couple of the talk shows and, and things like that that I listen to occasionally on Sirius, is that everybody's more competitive. Everyone is more competitive. Not just Man City, not just Man U, and I won't even talk about that. Because um, if, if you think we got troubles, holy shit. You know, at least we haven't spent 80 million pounds or whatever they spent. Um, <laughs> that is true. You know, look at Liverpool. Um, you know, Arsenal's not much better. I don't know how they keep winning, but they do. Um, you know, I mean, it's... Everybody, everybody, the league is closer, which makes it more exciting overall and everything else like that, but it also makes it really frustrating because you can't get past any team with seven players that are doing well and five that aren't. Nope. And you used to be able to do that. You know, a Ipswich comes to mind, you know? I mean, you could just, like, blow past them, all right? Because they had, you know, five players that were doing well and seven that weren't up to stuff. And you just can't say that anymore. So... I think that, and and I do think that sometimes Jose has to think about his. You know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that Jose needs to be canned. I don't believe that, but I think, and I think he finally admitted that sometimes he plays players that he has a lot of faith in because they've always they've never let him down, and now they're letting him down. Not only one game, but two games, and three games, and now four games, and he can't go forward with that. And I was thrilled to see Ruben on. And I was doubly thrilled to see Kennedy on. Because it wasn't about their pace. At least they could, at least they could, you know, they changed the game. I think we can all say that. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I think they just had, you know, I think, I'm sure Jose talks to them. And they, as players, they know that their chances are very limited. So I feel like those players have something to prove when they come on and they just brought a different energy and an enthusiasm and just like a hunger to to want to do well. And I mean, I know Kennedy was somewhat out of position on the second goal and some people mentioned that, but it's like, what do you expect from a winger on his debut playing left back? I mean, I don't, I'm not expecting him to be in the perfect defensive position, but I mean, going forward, he had an amazing shot. I couldn't believe he took it at first, and then it was, you know, actually on target, unlike Williams, who probably would have ended up in, you know, Matthew Harding upper. So it it was definitely refreshing to see, and from Mourinho's comments, it seems that he's 
legitimately going to give these players a shot. And I mean, Kennedy's transfer wasn't finalized, I think, until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this week or a couple of weeks ago, and he's already putting him in. So I think that shows Mourinho's intentions with Kennedy that he's definitely willing to, to give him a chance. And he's going to give him a chance as long as he keeps performing and, and showing that he's ready to go. And with the current state of the squad not performing well, when you have a player who comes on for 15 minutes and plays like that, I mean, you almost have to give him somewhat of a chance. I would. But I liked him when I saw him on the summer tour. Yeah, he looked he looked really good on the summer tour. You know, he had a lot of energy. He was quick. He's strong. He's deceptively, you know, like... <clears throat> I was really surprised that when, cause when I saw him on in, during the summer, I went, holy shit, he's a beast. And then when I saw him on television, I was going, he's not that big. And I'm going, no, he's big. I've seen him. He's big. You know, but he doesn't, he doesn't look large. And, and he competes. No, and that's what I like to see was just that, that competitiveness that he had, you know. You could yeah. see that he just wanted to go out there and do it and you know you look back to two three years ago when we first signed you know Oscar and William and Hazard and stuff and that's what they showed then when they first came to the club just this you know it was something new something fresh and I think I think it was great to see that from from him and and Ruben Loftus-Cheek who I think had probably one of his best games for for the first team that he's played because well, we'll wait and see if he keeps his head about it. Yeah. Because he has a, has a tendency to all of a sudden think he's king of the hill and doesn't have to prove anything, which is what Jose got so pissed off about him yeah. at the last time. You but, know, a player getting his first chance and he can't even fucking get on the bus, uh, you know. Yeah. Time. Yeah. You know, where the hell is your head? So maybe he learned his lesson. Um, so, you know, do you guys want to talk about, you know, the transfers? Transfer window in slam shut. There has been some outrageously silly money spent on players. I mean, that new guy that they just, that man you just paid, what, 80 million euros for? 80 million pounds for? Yeah. What it was? I mean, that's absurd. What that's about absurd. the Chelsea reject and Kevin DeBoer? I'm just going to. He's not he's, he's not worth that much money. No, and he didn't play that well, you know, last year he didn't do that well. I wouldn't pay that much money for the two big players that play in La Liga who shall not be named. No, I mean the I think what you've seen from Chelsea as compared to the other clubs is that as a club at our current state, we're not panicking. There's no panic from the club. Whereas you see somewhat what the other clubs are doing. I mean, just thinking right now, it's just Manchester United buying these players. It, they're panic buying because they know that they have this pressure now of being in the league and the Champions League that they need to to prove themselves. And, and neither one of those players... You know, are homegrown. No, so but they're not going to qualify for Champions League. 
they're not going to qualify as a homegrown player for Champions League. Yeah, but I mean, then they still have. I bitching about this new player that we just bought, this happy guy, okay? And going, oh, well, Jose didn't even, you know, Jose didn't name him on the squad, so it must not be Jose's pick. Bullshit. You know, who are you going to take out? You're going to take out John Terry to put that guy in? Really? <laughs> yeah. You can only well, you can't really take out John Terry, but, but huh? I get your point. I said, you can't really take out John Terry, but I get your point. You're going to take Kurt Zuma out? Who are you going to take out? You can name 25 players. Who are you going to... I didn't look at the squad. Yeah. Um, I, I read an article yesterday on uh, We Ain't Got No History that, that after Pappy's signing, that put us at uh, 18 non-homegrown uh, players and you can only have 17. And so there was, there was going to be one man out and so yeah who, who are you gonna who are you going to take out i just want to know who, who we're going to take out austin hazard baba whatever his name is you know baba 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 um i mean who are we going to take out yeah and nobody outside of like Die is a diehard um, football fans even knows a whole lot about this guy, you know. And, and from uh, David Pastor's article I read yesterday, you know, it was going to come to either Kennedy, Teore, or Pappy, and Pappy's the one that's out, you know. Uh, Kennedy and uh, Teore are the ones that's in the Champions League squad. And I think that that's a good decision because we've seen Kennedy, and from the short time that he's been on the pitch, he's looked really good. I agree with you. So, you know, this, you know, I mean, it just proves how much, I mean, I hate to say this, but it just proves how much the press taints what people think. Yeah. And in addition, you know, were we going to take out a attacking uh, midfielder in uh, in either Teore or Kennedy, or were we going to, you know, take out a defender in either Baba or Zuma? And and I think, you know, I think the club made made the right call. I do too. I think Jose made the perfect call, and I don't think it has anything to do with whether or not. He actually selected that player. We know the players wanted, you know, and I, I have to tell you that whole crap with, you know, stones is just mind-boggling. And then we're, and then Martinez comes out and goes, "Oh, he didn't need to put in his transfer request." Really? How is? I mean, does anybody? Did anybody read that? No, oh, I saw that. I mean, does that sound ridiculous or what? Yeah, I mean, clearly he's just trying to to cover up to make it seem like, you know, Stones wanted to stay and he's a Everton player and he's going to give everything to Everton when, you know, <laughs> it's not really too much you can uh, cover up when you've handed in a transfer request and, you know, I don't know. And this other guy that wanted to transfer a press that was confused, 
who at Liverpool or someplace, I don't know. Um, the guy that starts with a B, I think. I mean, I do not see the sense in how you can possibly tell a player that hands in a request, no, you're not allowed to leave. They're not slaves. You no. Know? And then the and joke that was the transfer, you know, between United for De Gea, you know, between Man U and Real Madrid or whoever it was. That's a joke. They can't pull their socks up and get it right. I mean, they've been talking about it all summer. Yeah. That should have been done right away. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, and so what? Now he's on the Champions League squad as a second player. He's he's too good a goalie. I mean, you want to talk about us with better chat, you know. Well, go on, Eddie. Go on, Eddie. I don't know. But, I mean, just... With that one, it's just crazy that uh, you know it took so long to get something like that done. And but I mean, I kind of agree with what you said about the the whole media thing, and they can you know that's how we get our information, so they can give it to us however they want us to hear it. <laughs> so <laughs> I could would kind of like to go back to Saturday just real quick, and I just Falcao's goal just. I thought that that's been one thing that we've been missing for a couple of years, to be honest, is a player who can put in an early cross, which Pedro did, and have a striker moving through the box to the near post to to latch onto a ball. I mean, that's we've missed that, and I, I think that that's something that hopefully that continues, and I think... I. Truly, I think we mentioned it last week, but I really think we either need to start with two up front in uh, Costa and Falcao, or Falcao needs to to get a start. Not that Costa has been playing that poorly. Some people are kind of split on on Costa's performance so far this year, but uh, I would love to see Falcao get a start and give him a full ninety minutes to see to really see what he can do because I really just believe that he can have an excellent year for us if given enough opportunities and given those opportunities consistently. I'm I'm not worried about up front. I'm worried about the middle. <laughs> yeah. So concerned about the middle. And and you know, and that means Brenna and Ashley as well. I think if JT's back there, he's gonna have either Suma or Cahill in the right place. But these guys have got to figure it out. And I don't want to think that they're already not playing, you know, or they're saving themselves for the Euros already, which kind of went through my mind. But I don't want to think about it. You know? I don't know. I, don't, I, I just think, I think the international break might just give the players a chance to kind of regroup and 
you know, oftentimes there's most teams kind of play one during international breaks. They play like one mediocre opponent and one, you know, pretty poor opponent. So a lot of times these players, for us, that would our starters like Hazard and so on, they usually kind of get a little bit of a break where they usually don't play 90 minutes for both games. So hopefully this is kind of a chance for them to kind of regroup and kind of get away from the club and everything and just kind of reset and, and come back almost like a brand new season after this break. Eddie, do you have anything to say? Um, other than just what I said earlier, you know, that that this international break, it couldn't have come at a better time because, uh, because uh, I definitely think that, that some of the players who are not playing on international duty uh, need uh, a little bit of a break and maybe to uh, rethink some things over and hopefully they can uh, come back after the international break and uh, really take it to Everton. Well, I think we've got a bone to pick with Everton, so I hope to God we do. You know, I've got a bone to pick with Everton. You know, after what they've said about us stealing their players, you know, especially, and it's just ridiculous. So, so um, did anyway. you guys did you guys see that the? Images that came out, I think they were today, right? Of the the new stadium plan, like the you know, model. You know, I wanted to spend I, a bit of time on that. Yeah. Um, I hinted at it at the beginning of the podcast, so um, I'll let you guys go first. What did you guys think? What did you see them? Um, I'm really impressed. I mean, I've seen some pictures already leaked before and whatnot, but uh, you know, I think it's it's really impressive. It's just very you know, it's a new stadium. Like, it's not, I wouldn't even call it a renovation. I mean, it's it's a new, it's a new stadium. And uh, on getwestlondon.co.uk, that's where I'm looking, I've looked at the pictures. And my favorite one is there's, it's just like, a, almost like a blueprint of Stamper, Stamford Bridge currently on the left. And then on the right is like a, sketch blueprint of the new stadium with the old Stamford Bridge in yellow kind of drawn around it so you can see the shape and size comparison as to what the new stadium would look like compared to what we currently have and that that's just a good visual for me because that's I just try to wrap my head around uh, where everything will fit and where everything's going to go and how this new stadium that looks enormous will fit in basically this little tiny space that uh, they have to build because there's really not much room on either side of, of the bridge currently. So that I just like that image because it just gave me a good visual of what, what to expect and what, a, what it will really look like. Okay. Eddie, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Um, I really think seeing a actual scale model of it, I think it looks really 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 nice um obviously it's going to look completely different and kind of like what you said dan uh this isn't you know this is a a renovation it's kind of a tear down and rebuild and uh 
and I think it's definitely something that something that we we need for the future of Chelsea Football Club. And even though it's going to it's going to sink being uh, uh, having to play elsewhere for a couple of years, but if we do that for a couple of years and then we come back to you know um, a newer a, um, a newer bridge, it's going to bring in uh, additional revenue for the club and it's going to help us remain competitive in Europe for years to come. What do you think, Beth? I am so impressed with it. I have to tell you, I really, really am. Um, I, I can't even. It's, it's just so far beyond my scope of imagining. Um, you know that we're going to end up with a stadium like that. Um, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I, I, I really loved, you know, and I did thank a bunch of people on Twitter today for posting the photos and everything else like that for those of us that didn't, um, that haven't gotten a chance to see it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just mind-blowing. Um, uh, I do want to. I do want to say some things. Um, I noticed that Rick Glanville was answering some questions about it as well, and he said um, one of the things that he said that really brought it home was that it's almost exactly the same footprint that we used to have before uh, Batesy shrunk the bridge in order to fit in all of his world sport and everything else like that. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Did you guys see that? I didn't see that, no. Um, are you talking about kind of layout back in the day when it had, like, the dog track uh, Yeah. prior to them removing it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see that point, yeah. You know, um, you can go back if you want to just go and look on Rick Glanville's um, Twitter feed and because he was answering questions about it, and, you know, I was just like, wow, you know. I mean, I, I am I am absolutely overwhelmed with it. I think it is amazing. I mean, there's that part of me that absolutely loves it, but at the same token, I also know our history. We have a, we have a habit of going bankrupt, kind of thing, so kind of holding my breath as well at the same, at the same time. The, the thing that impresses me is just the sheer look of the stadium because I just picture like if you haven't been to Stamford Bridge before like if you're just walking down Fulham Road you could easily just walk by the bridge the way it is now and not even notice that it's there you know what I mean like if you were just like walking down the street and you could just walk right by it but this new stadium is like I mean if you were walking down the street you would see this thing no matter what you were doing I mean you'd look and there'd be this crazy new you know architecture just in plain sight and, and I, you know the thing of it is is that though it is you know obviously it has quite a bit of um newness to it in the way that it looks but there's also a lot of stuff you know that really harkens back to an older style of architecture which i kind of like as well yeah, you know, just like the yeah, board. the arches, yeah. 
you know, that kind of thing. Um, um, I just, I'm just really pleased. I wish we could get some feedback, um, and I'm going to be asking for it on Twitter from some friends of ours and get what their feedback is because, you know, we're, I can't be there this week. Um, you know, and it's sure not going to be there when I'm there. And I would love to be able to actually, you know, put my eyeballs on it, walk around, you know, the little model and everything else like that, which I can't, I can't do. So there you have it. But I'm, I'm, you know, the only thing that I can say that I am still dubious about, um, and it was kind of mentioned a little bit, is I'm concerned that, you know, because they're making, I know it was, I think it was Rick and one other person that was saying, yeah, it was, you know, all smoke, you know, it was all smoky and, you know, this and that and the other thing and, you know, they had like blue smoke running around inside the exhibition and all of that other kind of stuff. And, you know, they were joking about it. And it's like, why are they being so specific about getting all of this um, consensus? You know, is there something they're not telling us? And maybe that's just me after the years that, you know, they tried to take the bridge away. So. You know, they're trying to get us to sign up on this and yeah. then all of a sudden take it away from us. I don't know. I, I sure hope not. <laughs> we lost Eddie, by the way. But, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just very impressed and I think, I see what you're saying about the old, the old style, but, I mean, just looking at the model of it, it's just... I mean, it's extremely impressive. I mean, I think, I think we're it doing looks it like right. Reports. Yeah, and I, I think the club's doing it right. I think this is the way to. If you're gonna redo a stadium, do it that way and not just try and keep on building on what's currently there. Although, you know, the current Stamford Bridge is the only Stamford Bridge I've ever been to. You know, it'll be nice to just have a new stadium that holds this large amount of people and you know you just I'm just really looking forward to being able to in a few years be able to go there to the to the new one and uh kind of makes me wonder what people think right now if you were say planning on going to Stanford Bridge next year like 16 7 or uh, yeah 2016 2017 if you would go then or would you want to go now or you know would people want to get one last visit in to the current Stanford Bridge or do you want to you know wait until there's a brand new one in a few years you know I can tell you from you know the number of people that have um, actually or are ordering tickets this year I just had this conversation with Paul um, I think people are going this year to get that chance to be able to say, um, you know, oh gosh, you know, I want to go and see, you know, Stanford, the old Stanford Bridge, so that in 20 years from now they can say, hey, I, I was there. I got to be at the old bridge. Yeah. Uh, 
You know, it's kind of like what we do now when, you know, you ask people and it's like, yeah, I stood in the shed. You know, it's, you know, I can say that. You can't. You know, so I'm just wondering if in 20 years you'll be able to say, well, gosh, I'm, <clears throat> I went to the old, I went to the old stamp. I was at the old stamp. Yeah. The Bates stamp. Uh, no, I th I think people would would want to go now. I mean, I know, I know you go more often than I do, but I try and go at once a year, at least once every two, and you know, I still want to go one more one more time, which I will be going. But uh, you know, some people can only go once every ten years, and it's like, do you do it now or do you wait for the new one? You know, and I think a lot of people are going to be kind of on the fence about that, but. I would say go. It also has to do about whether you're there to be with Chelsea or is it about, you know, I mean, I've taken trips to the bridge, you know, and been gone two weeks and we played all the way. Yeah. And I've gotten to go to the bridge. And I don't really care one way or the other. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've been so many times. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I still have questions like what's going to happen memorial wall um, yeah you know are we going to get safe standing seats in that place you know um is it going to be designed for that because i feel that that's the future um you know what's going to happen to ticket prices um what's going to happen to the percentage of season ticket holders versus not um you know all of those kind of nuts and bolts things and, and so just seeing pictures is great but I want to know. I've got some really specific answers, so may just, I may send them over to you know. I'm kind of waiting for the CST to make their election, so I can you know maybe ask them because I know that they're involved in it as well. Also, Beth, do you know how much of a uh, input does the uh, CST have with it? I don't. I don't know specifically, but from what I've been told. And in listening to the CST um, meetings, meetings um, which you can all listen to, by the way, um, and talking to people at the CPO that the club have, have engaged both groups. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to listen to those uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust meetings, uh, if you go under your iTunes, uh, under the Chelsea Football Fancast uh, podcast, uh, I know that uh, Chidge uh, uploads the audio for those meetings. Yes, he does, and you can also get the link off of the Chelsea Supporters Trust website. So, um, you know, and you should. This is a big time in our history. You know, the decision to to build this new this new stadium is something that we should all be involved in because it is, you know, the last time we made improvements to the stadium was more than 20 years ago. And, um, you know, Batesy kind of built that hotel and told everybody that it was good. Chelsea was going to be, you know, a place to go, not just for football. And we're kind of taking that back and going, no, this ground, this ground's for football, no hotels, you know, none of that BS, you know, no world of sport at the back, no, you know, all of that crap that's back in the back behind um, the East End. All of that's going away. This is about football. 
And I think that's a really strong statement that we, that I'm glad we're making. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. So it's a completely different thought about um, what a stadium is, what Stamford Bridge really is. And I really, really like that a lot. I like that a lot. So I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite pleased to be quite honest with you. But I do, I, I can't wait to go over in November and sit down and have some conversations with people that have actually seen this and, um, and all of that. So. Are we going to do a uh, picks for two weeks from now? Now. Well, you know, that's what I was going to ask you guys. I did populate it um, because I figured that we may not have a podcast next week because that's what the conversation was all about. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm totally fine with doing it this Okay, well then let's let's do that. How about that? All right. Okay. Um, first of all, let's go over last week's uh, picks. Um, it was a four-way tie, and our performance kind of mirrored Chelsea's. Um, uh, four of us got three, Jonathan, Dan, myself, and Julie. Eddie, you only got two. I know. I was also almost as bad as Chelsea was last week. So, um, you know, we're not up to snuff either. Um, there's certainly were – I think there were some real surprises, though. Um, you know, like – uh, Swansea beating United was a big surprise. Um, uh, uh, West Ham beating the Scouts was a big surprise. Um, I think our, our, our game was a big surprise as well. So, uh, you know, Sunderland, Sunderland drawing with Villa. Um, the only person that picked that was Julie. Um, so, you know, there you, there you have it. So listen, we've got not only – so in two weeks, um, which will be the 12th, we have a game. It's an early morning Saturday game. And then three days later, we play in the Champions League. Ooh. So we've got a lot of picks. So you guys ready? Yep. I'm ready. Okay, first up, Everton at home to Chelsea. I got to go with Chelsea there. Chelsea and a, I really do believe we will win that game. Okay. Arsenal at home to Stoke. Arsenal. Did you say Arsenal versus Stoke? Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, um, I'll go with Arsenal. I'm going with Stoke. Palace at home to City. I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going with a draw. Although Palace have actually been surprisingly poor at home. Yeah, I know, but I'm also planning, also don't think Palace has that many internationals. Eddie? Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, you were uh, cutting out. Who was that again? Palace at home to City. Oh, I'm going to draw. 
boy, we're unanimous in that. Norwich at home to Bournemouth. Ah, uh, Bournemouth. Swansea. I'm going to get on the Swansea train now. Give me, give me Swansea. Okay, I'm, I'm going as well. I'd love to see Nathan do well, but West Brom at home to Southampton. West Brom. Give me West Brom. I'm going with the draw. Okay, here's a big game. Man U at home to Liverpool. I say Liverpool just so I can laugh in Man United's face. I'm going to go uh, draw. For all those players and losing their first game out of the blocks. I'm going with the draw as well. Sunderland at home to Spurs. Draw. <sighs> oh, boy. Um, I'll go draw, I guess. I went with Sunderland. Leicester at home to Villa. Villa. Give me Villa. I'm going with Leicester. West Ham at home to Newcastle. West Ham. West Ham. We're unanimous. You know, Eddie, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, okay, what's Eddie going to pull this week to confuse me on who's whatever, and I was thinking that there was probably a couple of things we could do. You could do um, um, home stadiums or the date they were started or something like that. Or, their pos- or how many times they've won the league, you know. But I thought that was fun last week, what you did. So. Okay, Champions League. It was very fun. I know. I liked it a lot. So are you guys ready for the Champions League? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, there's 16 of them. Benfica at home to Astana. Benfica. Benfica. And we are unanimous. Uh, Galatasaray at home to Atletico. Draw. Draw. And we are unanimous again. City at home to Juve. I'm going to go Juve. I'm going to go draw. Well, Eddie and I at least are the same. PSV at home to Man United. Got to go with Man United. P- 
PSV. I'm going with Dan. I mean, I know we need good results, but I just don't see it happen. PSG at home to Malmo. PSG. PSG. Real Madrid at home to Shakhtar Donetsk. Madrid. Real Madrid. Sevilla at home to... I can't remember. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Sevilla. Borussia Mönchengladbach. I'm going with a draw. So we all pick something different, right? Yep. Uh, Wolfsburg at home to CSKA Moscow. Wolfsburg. CSKA Moscow. Eddie and I agree. Leverkusen at home to Bate. Leverkusen. Fire Leverkusen. And again, we are unanimous. Chelsea at home to Maccabi Tel Aviv. Chelsea. Chelsea. And of course, we are unanimous in that. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb at home to Arsenal. 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 I'm going with Zagreb. That's a hell of a, a, a trip. And especially after... Yeah. <coughs> Eddie, you said Arsenal, right? Yes. Okay. Dinamo Kiev versus Porto. Porto. I'm going to go draw. Okay. Well, I agree with Dan. Get at home to Lyon. Draw. Lyon. Dan and I agree. Olympiacos at home to Bayern. Bayern Munich. Draw. Dan and I agree again. Roma. Oh my God. Roma at home to Barcelona. 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 Going with a draw. And today proved me wrong. I got a feeling that Barcelona could go 6-0 in their group. Valencia versus Zenit St. Petersburg. Valencia. Draw. And I'm going to agree with Dan. Okay. All right. So, if you're listening... You have 26 picks. Do some of them. If you need the list, tell Eddie on Facebook. Tell him on um, on, on Twitter or email him at podcast at Um But get involved. We want we don't want this just to be a three a three legged horse. Um, so the question, I, I, so is there any? I guess I should do if there's any Chelsea in America news. Yeah. Yes, is there any CIA news? Well, there is. I'm going to put this out there. 
We are currently right now at 1,557 members. That is the second highest membership we have had in our history, um, which was 1728. When so was that? We're, huh? When was 17? Last year? No, 2012. Oh, wow. So, and, and part of that was because of the summer tour. And that we, at that point, could allow people to become members immediately and then get them tickets for the match. So the good news is that was our highest number. The bad what the bad news was it was our worst, you know, season for holding on to members. So I'm going to say this. I think this season we can beat our record. And I think that because of the membership that we have, the solid core of renewing members that we have, that there's a crap load of members that haven't renewed since last, uh, renewed last season. And so I'm going to challenge all of you um, to uh, think about um, what you want to do with or how you can help us get to that 1728. You guys good with that? Yeah. I would love to see that. So you can do a lot of things. You can talk to your... Hold on a minute. Um, you can talk to your chapter head, you can talk to your assistant chapter head, um, you know, get the data, find out who's a member, who's not, who can you poke at the pub to get them going. Um, there's a lot of things, I mean, I can tell you this, I'm caught up with membership. I have no packets to send out right now other than the memberships that have come in since last Friday. Okay, so I'm caught up, I'm in the middle of the audit of the database, so we're cleaning that up. I'm almost caught up with all the summer tour stuff. I have a weekend with no football, and it's a holiday weekend, so I have three days. And you're going to start seeing some initiatives coming from CIA that's going to involve all members because it's going to affect their pub. Um, so there are some things that are going on. I want to also remind you um, that the website is nearly, um, you know, that we're moving on with our technology. Um, as far as that goes, which is always helpful. And, you know, things just continue to move on. I talked to you about some initiatives. If you're interested, please contact us um, if you want to volunteer, because it, the only way things get done around here is with volunteers. I cannot volunteer more than 40 hours a week, and I'm already at that. Beyond. So I'm not going to be doing any more. We need more volunteers. So if you're interested, you can email me at info at chelseanamerica.com. You can talk to your chapter head or whatever. If you have, if you're out there and you're going, well, Beth, you know, I live a long way away from where where my chapter actually meets up. I was wondering how can we put together a chapter where I live. You can always send me an email at info at chelseanamerica.com and we can discuss it from there because that's also a possibility. I know your chapter has been working very, very diligently. I'm getting replacement banners up the bridge. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully that's going to be something that we'll be able to see 
not only if you go later on this season, but if, and maybe on television as well. So we want, we're looking forward to that, and they're looking really, really cool. So talk to your chapter head about that. Um, other than that, I think the only thing we need to do is thank our sponsors. We want to thank the CST and the CPO, um, especially during this key time in our history when we're looking at a brand new stadium, and I do need a brand new stadium from stem to stern, everything. Pitch being canted, moved, that means everything, the underground parking has got to go, everything changed. So we want to thank them for keeping us updated on what's going on with that. We want to thank them also for all that they do for us, uh, both the CST and the CPO. If you're interested in what they do or, or how you can get more involved, there is information in your member packet. We also want to thank the English, uh, no we don't, yes we do, we want to thank the English Pork Pie Company, man they are yummy. And I got to tell you something, I figure I got another month and I'm ordering mine. It's 90 degrees, it's still too hot for a pot. But um, I can't wait for winter, for cooler weather to come so I can start delving into those. They're my favorite lunchtime meal. So I really like them. Um, we also want to thank uh, 8x8 Magazine. The new issue is out. Go check it out. You've got a flyer inside your member packet on how to subscribe. You also have a flyer in your magazine about. One World Sports. One World Sports, your place for Chelsea TV here in the United States. If you haven't, check your cable provider, check your satellite provider. If you don't have it, ask them why. I know I do every single month when I pay my direct TV bill. It's like, you know what? You still don't have One World Sports. How can you claim to be the best when you don't want that? So, and I know that Jonathan and I have been enjoying the cricket. So, um, that again is, is another plus. Um, Last but not least, we want to thank CFC UK USA. We want to thank everybody that's involved with CFC UK in the UK. And we also want to thank our very own Dan Lundberg for being that person that makes it happen. If you are a Chelsea supporter, and I know you are if you're listening to this, this podcast, then you have to ask yourself, where is my CFC UK? It is a Chelsea tradition. We have the best fancy throughout all of England, and it's because of the support of the supporters. The writing is amazing, the articles are great, and it's only going to get better. Dan, actually, I have a little article to send to you for, for the next issue if you want. Perfect. Um, uh, you know, it is, it is just one of those things, and Dan's doing extra work on it to include articles that are not available in the UK, which means when I go over, I can get one from the UK, and I can wait for my one to come to be delivered to my home. And um, very, very exciting. So if you do want it, email cfcukusa at gmail.com. Get on it. It's only $32, and that gets it to you for a full year. With that, we're going to talk. We're going to hope that the next time we see our team, that they are Ferraris, not upward cats. We want you to keep the faith. Don't believe everything you read, especially on Twitter and Facebook or in the English papers. Enjoy the um, international break. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And with that, I'm going to say what I always say, which is up the shelves. Up the shelves. We'll the see chels. you in two weeks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.